Bonjour and bienvenue, Ludabelle's Francophiles. Je m'appelle Lou, and I'm here to keep your Frenchy vibes going and to help you lose yourself in France without even leaving home. In this podcast, we chat about our French experiences with guests who live in Australia, in France, and right around the world, and we share ideas for how to connect to the Francophile within you. Now, Aujourd'hui, I'm thrilled to be chatting again to our favourite French correspondent, ma belle amie Sarah Swick from Be My Guest Immersions. Coucou Sarah, ça va? Oui, ça va super, Lou. Et toi? Ça va bien, merci. Alors, Sarah, recently I was so lucky to be able to be in France with you and I happened to be staying with you during the time of a most amazing event, the Bayonne Festival or the Fête de Bayonne. Now, I did ask your dad to describe for me and for my husband, Paul, who was with us, what is the festival? Just describe the festival for me. And your dad said, there are no words. You just have to feel it. You just have to live it, he said. Exactly. You just have to feel it. Yes, you just have to feel it. You can't describe, you can't put words on it. You know now because you you had this experience, you went there, but you just need to to go there and, and go with the flow and feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a feeling. So tell me a little bit about how the Fête de Bayonne started. Uh, Les Fêtes de Bayonne uh, started in 1932 and it was an idea of... Uh, the rugby team players of Bayonne. You know, we have um, a big rugby team here. There are some Aussies playing actually. For yes. Bayonne. And some of them were actually yes. at the festival. We saw them there. Yes. We were chatting to, we were chatting to them because they're the only other Australians around. Hey. <laughs> yeah, they were the champions this year. So Aye. they were like the, the mascot of mm. the, the festival. Yes. Yes. So this festival has been created by the, the rugby players and the, they wanted to copy the um, San Fermin Festival in Spain, in Pampelune, Pamplona. Pamplona, You know right. where there is these bull races yes. and uh, people running after the bulls oh, and wearing... Oh, oui, 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 oui. Where they have the running of the bulls. So, they, so if I get it right, and I do recall having this conversation with a couple of people now that you mention it, it's, it's 90 years old this year, I know, because I bought a T-shirt. That said, it was yes, the just the Catalanti anniversaire to the festival, oui. and so ninety years ago, then they started this festival and they started it to try and emulate what was happening in Pamplona, and it was the rugby players mm-hmm. that started it to have their mm-hmm. own festival to celebrate all the great things about Bayonne. Was that right? Yes, yes, ah. exactly. And also because, you know, we are part of uh, Basque country, so the Basque region, which Mm -hmm. is Spanish and French. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's the same spirit as the the Spanish festival. Oui, oui, I can see that. Actually, when you are there, you really feel that. As your father says, you've got to feel it. You do really feel that. That sense of the Basque history is quite strong. Yes, Basque spirit, yeah. Yeah. So I noticed something before I came to the festival when I checked out some pics online. 
everyone seemed to be wearing the same thing. Tell me about that. So everyone is wearing um, white pants and white T-shirt, red belt and a red scarf. And this is the, the tradition and it's the same colors as in Pamplona, so for the, the Spanish oh. festival. It used to be different. At the start, people were wearing stripes, so blue and white stripes. Oh, like the nautical the stripes. Yes. And even before that, people used to wear a blue overall, and that was the, the outfit for the, the Bayonne Festival. Now it's white and red, only right. white and red. Only white and red. So... Everybody's wearing red and white, but it's not just any old white pants, is it? I mean, you know, we were wearing, because we were foreigners, we were wearing anything we brought that was white. And your dad came out with some particular things for us to wear around the waist, particular scarves to wear. They've got significance, I think. Yes. So the for the belts, only men uh, wear the belt, okay? And women wear the scarf. Only the scarf. So scarf and belt for men and only the scarf for women. And you're not allowed to have the scarf around your neck before the festival started. That is to say at 10 p.m. on the Wednesday night, on the first night of the festival. Ah. There is this opening ceremony. And on the first night, each year, there is a famous person uh, throwing the key in the crowd. So there is this huge crowd in front of the Bayonne City Hall, waiting and singing, and they're all holding the scarf above their heads. Mm-hmm. And once the key is thrown into the crowd, we are allowed to wear the scarf around the neck. It means oh. this, the, the festival started. Mm. But I wore a scarf around my waist as well, I think, a belt around my and so did lots of girls. I, maybe they're not so strict about it these days. You know why we do that? Uh, yeah, we cheat. Actually, I also wear um, a belt because when you're in the crowd, inside the crowd, it's easier to not be lost. So you hold the scarf of the person in front of yes. you and you're like, yes. In a chain like, as uh, we're walking through because it's pretty squishy. Chain, exactly. Yes. Exactly. So that's why everyone is wearing um, a belt. I noticed that everyone seemed to have time off work for the festival. Is that right? Is it a public holiday? It's not a public holiday, but it's true that a lot of companies close for the the Bayonne Festival. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Because everyone is hangover. (laughs) But also, you can't actually get into Bayonne. Like, the the city is literally shut down and closed. You can't get into where the things are to do the work. So, you know. It's probably a bit difficult. Exactly. So you can't access the, the city center no. anyway. It's closed. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. also, you know, for people working around, it's not worth it to to keep the business open because no one is coming. Everyone is resting after the festival. Yeah, so. I can imagine that. So how many people came to the festival this year across the four or five days? So it's a good question. I heard uh, one million 400,000 people came to the festival this year. Then I heard 1,200,000. Oh, so what's the 200,000 friends between friends? I mean, you know, over a million people. I mean, that's huge. No wonder we were so squished into the city. I mean, there was not a street yes. that was empty and it was very hard sometimes to find little it's, spaces. Of course, 
Yeah, it's a small city. So, you know, the, yeah. the streets are very narrow. It's a medieval city. It's um, yes. It's small. And Bayonne has only, I think, 60,000 inhabitants. So It just yeah. explodes at that time. I actually exactly. found recently on Ancestry.com, so this is you do the spit in the tube and you find out things. But then I also went back and I've looked up family and done a bit of research with uh, one of my cousins. And I found that my five times great-grandmother was actually born in Bayonne in 1664. And whilst I'm standing there and doing the traditional dance with some of the other women and I'm looking up at the buildings that were already built at that time and I'm thinking I wonder if she stood here or she walked here or she was there it's a kind of a place and as you said it's a medieval city it's a kind of a place where the buildings tell their own story and you know Mm. you can even picture the shenanigans that's gone on there before in other festivals and 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 also Mm. just over time it's such a beautiful place that then to have everybody there in such a good mood mm. and sharing all of that love together. It was just such a wonderful experience. But nothing yes. it prepared me for the amount of people that were packing the streets. So we spent a few days at the festival catching up with beautiful friends of yours and the Fête de Bayonne hasn't run for the last two years. So it has been some time since you've all been able to get together, I think, we. I missed my friends a lot. I miss this festival a lot. It's very important to us, you know, yeah. people from Bayonne. I was born in Bayonne, so mm. I don't live in Bayonne now. I live 10 minutes away from Bayonne. But I don't know. It's um, it's a very important tradition to us. Mm. My parents met at the Bayonne Festival 40 <gasps> years ago when my dad was on holidays with his best friend. And I don't know, for my family and for everyone uh, living here, there is um, even a countdown, so you can go oh. to Bayonne website and see the, the countdown. And people actually count the days oh. until the festival starts. Oh, really? Because they, they can't wait to, to celebrate together. So, oh. yes. And indeed, this year it was very special to us because we, we couldn't go uh, to this festival for two years. And it was such a long time, you know, like, celebrating partying it's so important here in the southwest of france yeah and we missed it so much mm. and that's why we we beat the record you beat the record this year with the attendance there was loads of sangria there was lots of homemade <laughs> punch which is punch to us aussies and beer and despite all of the drinks that were freely flowing i did not see one person falling over drunk nor was there anyone angry or fighting i hardly even saw any police presence it was just a city jam-packed with people wearing red and white having a wonderful time together it was just extraordinary Yes, and actually I met a friend of mine. He's a policeman. He was um, was there on the last day I saw him ah. and he said that this year was uh, was very special and everyone was so happy and all the people were talking to him like if he was a friend and yeah. people were very friendly. We were expecting this so, so much. So, yeah, it was very nice this year. No fights, no, yeah, perfect. It's quite a cultural phenomenon, I think. I've never seen nor heard of anything like it around the world, and I think it's very different to Pamplona. I know it started that way, but it's not 
the same as that. It's very different. And I think it's something that is very particular to the Basque region. I noticed that the older people and the younger people were all there together just having a ball. There were traditional bands playing traditional music and some were on the stages around the city and others were actually marching through the crowds as they played. Mm -hmm. There were the older people doing the traditional dances or actually so I thought. On closer inspection, there were a huge amount of the young ones doing the old dances as well. So is the tradition of the Fete de Bayonne important to the younger people of the Basque region as well, do you think? Of course it is for everyone. And that's what we like it so much because we don't care how old you are. We don't care where you come from. And, you know, that's why we're, we're all wearing the same clothes because it's like a uniform. Yeah. We forget about our lives and who we are and we just uh, celebrate together. <gasps> oh, I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. There's no class system. There's no people with more no. expensive clothes or less or no. there's no fashion. It's just you are all in unison, which I love. Right. <laughs> what else happens across the days of the festival? What else can you go to see? So you can see some, as you said, some traditional dances. Then we have what we call La Force Basque. So it's like a, like a demo of mainly men uh, cutting logs. <laughs> like a demonstration of the wood chopping and all those kinds of games. Exactly. Wood chopping. Ah. Uh, there is some um, rope pulling. Oh, yeah, uh, tug of war, tug of war. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's on one day as well. And I think they also do the throwing of the big logs. And I've seen that done in Scotland too, but they do that there as well, don't they, where they get these big logs and they chuck them up in the air and all those kinds of games that people do when they're getting crazy. And (laughs) there's also a thing with the bulls. Now, no bulls get hurt in Bayonne, I noticed. So what happens with the bulls in the Bayonne Festival? So it's different from Pamplona because we don't have bulls here. We have cows for ah. these races. So people just run after the cow and try to uh, avoid it. Oh, yes. And yes, so they jump on the bench and uh, and sometimes the cow uh, just run into a, a bar and it's, oh. uh, it's just chaos. <laughs> oh, really? Tell me about what your favorite part is of the Fete de Bayonne. My favorite part is that before you go to the festival, you don't know who you're going to meet there, but you know that you're going to see people you haven't seen for a while, like friends from high school. or And it's uh, it's always a good surprise and just have a drink with these people you haven't seen for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess this is my favorite part. Mm-hmm. And, and I like the last day. The last day for me is the best because it's more... It's on Sunday and it's more quiet. It's less busy mm. and you know, only, only for the brave. <laughs> the yeah. Well, if you survive the four days before, you're here for the last day and yeah, yeah, the best. Yeah. My favorite was the feeling that I felt like we talked about before, I felt in unison with thousands of others in the street singing and dancing and also that I got to meet so many locals who looked after me so beautifully. Basque people Mm. really are the most gorgeous people and one of the most fun-loving in France, I think. I also loved a tradition that your family has, which we did, according to your mum and dad, this is a tradition, after getting home in the wee hours of the morning, 
I went to the vegetable garden, Le Potager, with your dad, and we picked some fresh veggies, des gorgées, mm-hmm. des tomates, des herbes, as well as oh, yeah. some eggs from your chooks, and we brought it inside and made a massive omelette for everyone to share. Right. And I've never tasted right. anything quite so exquisite. I don't know if it was because the day had been so long. I mean, we'd had food at the festival but and traditional foods, but I don't know what it was that made this omelette just so unbelievably fabulous in the middle of the night. <laughs> and your beautiful mum said that it's a family tradition to do that after coming home from the festival, and I love those sorts of traditions that are not necessarily formal ones that everybody does at a festival, but they're really gorgeously personal, and it was such a privilege to be brought into that circle for the days of the festival. I've, I so appreciated that. Mm, and I'm so happy you could share this with us. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. It was a wonderful time. And I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised to know that you have a, <laughs> an ancestor from Bayonne because you felt so at ease at the festival, <laughs> like it was your 20th time at the festival. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. the minute I got there, I felt like, I was at home. It just felt so wonderful. It was so lovely. I think that omelette, omelette or legume et piment, I think that should be our recipe for this episode because, as you know, Sarah, we always share a recipe on the Little Bells Francophiles podcast. So Mm -hmm. do you think that we could get that recipe from your mum to whack on the website for this episode? I'm sure it probably changes all the time depending on what's in season in the garden. So the recipe can change because you add whatever you want, but it has to be uh, to have chili on it. That's ah, the the main ingredient. Right. L'omelette au piment because you know here in the area we grow chili mm-hmm. uh, from South America that the Spanish uh, brought back in the 16th century. So le le piment d'Espelette we ouais. went there and we chili here and you need to have it in your omelette <gasps> and then you can have uh, zucchini or whatever you want, but so I think that will be our reset. Now, we always also recommend some music on the Little Bells Francophiles podcast. And if it's okay with you, I have a song I'd like to recommend after being at the festival a few weeks ago. It's not one of the traditional older musical songs that the bands play, but it is one that the whole entire crowd sang together. It was insane. They all sang... Which is the <laughs> French version of the Frankie Valley song, Oh, What a Night, which is actually called December 1963. But Paul and I yeah. could not believe this song. So we're singing it in English, and your friends are going, Shh, no, you've got to sing it in French. So we had to learn the French words, and then we sang <laughs> it in French and loved it. But you just told me just before we, when we were chatting off air, you just told me that there are two versions. There's the Cetane La, which is oh, for yeah. the older folks which I kind yes. of count myself almost in that, or I am in that category, but I kind of feel like I sometimes connect with the younger folks too. So the younger folks have a different version, which is yes. Ce soir est là. Uh, c'est, c'est soir est là, yes. Ah. So that, that one is from the 90s. And, it was a yeah. remake. Yes, it's a remake. Mm. Ah. So which one were we singing at the festival? We were singing the first one, so the one from the 60s, uh, from Claude François, donc ah, Cette année-là. Cette année-là. And yes, and then you also heard the second one, but it's funny because for the first one, everyone knows it. Uh, 
young and less young people. And less young. And for the oh, second I love one, you. <laughs> Je t'aime. The second one, only young people know it. Young, not that young, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, the spring yeah, chickens. The spring chickens. Yes. Voilà. Voilà. Exactly. Well, I can't wait until I am back there another year for the Fête de Bayonne. I must admit, though, it's smack bang in the middle of summer and it is bloody hot there at that time of year. And I'm really a winter girl, so I don't know how often I'm going to get back there for the Fête de Bayonne, but uh, in any year where I can be, I definitely will be because it's just an extraordinary experience. And for any Francophiles who are planning a trip to France through August, check out whether at the time of year when you go, if it is at a time when the Fête de Bayonne is on, and even if you're not going to go and do the whole four or five days, it is worth staying just out of Bayonne somewhere. There are special buses that will take people into the festival and go to the festival for that experience because it is something that you will never be able to replicate anywhere else. It is quite extraordinary and, and I cannot recommend it highly enough as an experience when you're travelling. I think one of the most wonderful things when travelling is actually seeing how the people live in the place that you're going to. And this festival is not only a celebration, kind of like when everybody's out having fun at a special occasion where tourists can feel just as at home as the residents, but this one is one that has a long history and it is such a part of the fabric of who the Basque people see themselves as and part of being a, a citizen of Bayonne. And it's such an insight. And I was so touched that everybody who we met treated us with such kindness and they were so open to just helping us know the right way to behave and the right way to dress and the right things to ask for. And they just included us so beautifully. I couldn't have asked for a better experience. It was lovely. So thank you so much for, I know that you had a lot to do with that, Sarah. So thank you so much for all of your work to help us to feel so included. We loved it. You're welcome anytime when you want to come back. You know, the door is open uh, during the festival anytime. Oh, well, I don't, I, hang on. I, I'm booking my flights as we speak now. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm back. Don't you worry about that. Oh, Just how fabulous. Hey. Yes, and then I'll go back and stay in the Lulu Bell's room at Sarah's house. Fantastic. <laughs> so, merci, Sarah, for chatting with us today. Avec plaisir. Alors, c'est tout et c'est la fin aujourd'hui. That is all for another Lulu Bell's Francophiles episode. If you're enjoying being transported to France through this podcast, tell your Francophile friends to join us and connect both here on the Little Bells Francophiles podcast and also now on my YouTube channel, The Francophile Fix. Find the link to The Francophile Fix YouTube channel in the show notes for today's podcast chat and also on the Little Bells Francophiles website. Head to blog post 71 to find all the links for today's chat regarding the Fête de Bayonne, the recette for the omelette de piment and also the song that lit up the dance floor at the festival recently. To be notified when new episodes are released, subscribe on the Francophile Fix YouTube channel or your favourite podcast platform or follow Little Bell's Francophiles on Insta. That's where you will also find lots of my personal French pics as well as some from our Little Bell's Francophiles guests. And together, we can all daydream of heading back to France. Come and join me next time on the Little Bell's Francophiles. Au revoir, Sarah. Au revoir, Lou. Et avec plaisir. Et au revoir de moi.
Louise Prichard, bon journée et à bientôt, mes amis.